Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 632 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains in the NHL season starts now for the Ottawa Senators. As we speak, they are at their annual golf tournament in Pilsy. The training camp roster has been released. 59 players in total, and I got a chance to see some of those guys boots on the ground scouting at yesterday's final prospect challenge game in Buffalo. From prospects to leaders, they'll all be there, and the Senators have announced their official leadership group. We'll get into all that. Plus, a former member of the leadership group has called it a career after 25 NHL seasons. All that coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Senators Podcast. It's your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen. On this Tuesday, September 20th, we are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, where the best way you can help the show grow is to like every video by clicking the thumbs up button and subscribing to the Locked On Senators channel. Be a friend, tell a friend, it's the hockey season, and now is the time to bring everyone in to what should be an exciting training camp full of lots of cuts. 59 players, Pilsy. It's back to the pre-pandemic levels of of numbers because they they smushed it down for a little bit, but now we're back and it's going to be a wild couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, 59 players. We did our organizational value rankings with 64 players, so we covered a lot of these guys. Some new faces in here, though, but when training camp starts, I know we, I, we've mentioned this in different forms, different spin zones, but we're getting closer and closer <laughs> to the regular season. Hockey's back. How many times are we going to say that between now and <laughs> October 13th when the Senators start the regular Probably season? Probably five more times, yeah. <laughs> And they start the regular season in Buffalo. Let's start with that, Pilsy, because you were in Buffalo, boots on the ground yesterday for the third and final game, third and final loss of the rookie tournament. Tell us about your experience. Well, I I just can't believe I so confidently said I expect this team to go undefeated, and they came out with zero wins. Um, So we'll we'll, we'll just let that sit there for a bit. (laughs) But, however, it was nice to go to Buffalo. It was great to uh, the little arena that we were at. I've got to believe that's the Sabres practice arena. It's pretty much attached to the, the Key Bank Arena right there. Nice spot. A decent crowd. Tickets were only like 12 bucks, so I was already in Buffalo. Figured, of course, I'm going to go see the Sens if I have the opportunity. And uh, a lot of the Sens uh, executive staff were there, Ross. Uh, Wade Redden, Sean Donovan, Pierre Dorian, Trent Mann. All these guys were there getting a viewing in. And uh, it was good to be able to see these guys up close. Like, it's it's so nice to be able to sit close to the glass. I got on the stream and... Uh, not a lot of uh, upsides or positives. Let's just let's just say that Angus Crookshank 
easily the the best player for the Senators in that game. I mean, both his goals were absolutely sick. One of them a one-timer. The other one was a beautiful wrist shot. The goalie had no chance on neither of those. Other than that, I, I know I'm positive Pilsy, but not a whole lot of other positive aspects to report. That Crookshank shot looked like it came from Collingwood all the way to Buffalo. <laughs> he was right near the blue line there in the corner. Oh yeah, yeah, he was he was feeling it, and every time he hopped over the boards, he had energy. He was on a line with uh, Tyler Boucher and Philip Daus, so they were easily the top line that created the most offense. But the Sens got outshot. I forget the final numbers, but I think it was like forty-four 40. to nineteen. Yeah. Like it was tough. They had no ozone pressure, no no possession time. They were playing catch up the whole time. Uh, Robillard, the goalie, he was pretty much had to stand on his head. I know he allowed six goals, but for, for a kid like him to come in and have to face that many shots, I thought he did a decent job. So disappointing prospect challenge in 2022 for your Ottawa Senators. But these games are more just so the executives can see what, what they got in certain players and to, to get guys back on the ice. Like for Crooker, this must've been a great experience, right? Like obviously last year, very scary injury. He misses a whole year this year. He comes back. He's healthy. He's better than ever. He was he was the best player in uh, in game three. Absolutely. Yes, he and Boucher had some nice little chemistry. Two buzzsaw type yep. players. I kept noticing. And yeah, Crooker's just got this like intense speed about him. Hey, eh? like that's probably the the part. And it's great to see when it, knee injuries occur that he's his explosiveness was all good. Like you could tell, and he almost like picked up speed when he got the puck. It was awesome to see. Really enjoyed that from Crookshank and. It also gave him a new profile picture on Instagram with the A. It looks awesome. Love to see that. Big camp coming up for Angus Crookshank. And if you go to Senators.com, you're going to have to really shuffle through these names. So your friends over at Send Central on Twitter have made it nice and easy. So if you're listening to this, you can check it out when you're home. But if it's on YouTube, you can just take a peek as we're pulling up the forward lines, and yes, it is overwhelming to us as well. 33 forwards will be attending training camp. How do you want to run through this list? Like, do you want to go all left wing, all right wing, all center? Or should we just do this as lines and make it feel like it's basically like three teams? I, I say we do it by lines. That, that okay. just, uh, I mean, uh, once we get past kind of the Belleville lines, there, it's not like we like match these guys up chemistry wise or tried to create certain lines. It's just kind of where they slot in. But I think doing it line by line is, is the cleanest way to do it. Okay. Bear with us. And we have, we have left the PTO and the amateur tryout invites at the bottom. There's almost two lines worth. There's five amateur and pro tryouts uh, attending sends training camp. So at the top until they're, until they're not, they're the top line. And that's Josh Norris, Brady Kachuk, and Drake Batherson. Then we've got Tim Stutzla, Alex Debrinkit, Claude Giroux. Still honestly doesn't feel real to say that. I yeah. need to see them on the ice, in the flesh. I'm hoping they're coming to Winnipeg, but I really doubt it. Pinto, I'm hoping will, and we think he will. Pierre Dorian mentioning that the three Nodak Sens are likely to be in the lineup next Tuesday. Shane Pinto in between Tyler Mott and Mathieu Joseph. Dylan Gambrell, Parker Kelly, Austin Watson, Mark Kastelik, Angus Crookshank, Igor Sokolov, uh, Ridley Gregg, almost said Mark Craig, uh, Jace Howerluck, and Roby Jarventi. 
Then we've got Ostapchuk, Lodine, and Boucher. Pilsy, take it from here. And then we've got Rook Chartier with Jake Lucchini and Scott Sabrin. Philip Daust with Cole Reinhardt and Carson Latimer. And then these uh, lines are kind of the PTOs and invitees here. Dal Cole with Brassard and Wedman. Vlad with Wakeley and McDonald. All right, lots of forwards. Who's one dark horse that you're looking for heading in to training camp? Like to to crack the NHL roster? To impress. To now, impress? It, it, yeah, it's all relative to where they're going to finish up or where they're going to start the season, but outside of Crooker, because we already talked about him. I'll start with uh, my guy, Igor Sokolov. I mean, he uh, it can't be understated. He had a big offseason, very disciplined. He was working out. He was skating. He, he lost a lot of weight. He's looking good. He's looking like he's ready for a huge season after leading Belleville in uh, goals in back-to-back seasons. This guy, he's... He's knocking on the door for sure of the NHL. Will he get through and play a consistent role? I don't think so quite yet, mostly because just the NHL roster is so improved. Like you said, it's unbelievable that Alex Brinkett and Claude Drew are both on this team now. So that makes things a lot harder for uh, Igor. But I really think he's poised to have a big season and... Of, of all the Belleville guys, he's someone that could really, really fit perfectly on that third line kind of role. So I'll go with Igor as, a, as my dark horse to impress. I like that. I'm going to go with Shane Pinto more so with the injury. Like we saw it at the rookie tournament, didn't miss a beat, but I want to see him against NHL competition. Again, he was so good last preseason. My eyes are going to be glued to Shane Pinto and Ridley Gregg, a little honorable mention there. I want to see how he's bouncing back. From the injury, it seemed like it was more of a precaution why he didn't play this weekend at all. So really excited to see those two pivots get going throughout this upcoming season. We're going to get into storylines of this upcoming season. We're going to hit a quick break. Then we're going to introduce you to the defensemen who will take part. The Senators are bringing 20 defensemen and six goalies to training camp. I mentioned the golf tournament's underway today. Then medicals and physicals tomorrow. The first on-ice session is on Thursday. Then on Friday, groups will be split into three. And then Saturday, Pilsy, a lot of these guys are going to be in action because the Sens don't play once. They play twice in Toronto, a one o'clock game and a seven o'clock game. I don't know when the last time I've seen a split squad game fired up for all that coming up. But first, let's tell you about one of our favorite sponsors, Pills. Oh, it's betonline.net. And Ross, I was at the Bills game last night, came home late uh, this morning. So if I'm tired and I'm making mistakes, you know why. But I had a blast at the game and betonline.net made it a little more interesting because the overhit in this game and the Titans only had one touchdown. The Buffalo Bills went uh, went marching. They went rampaging. The, the herd was in full force. That's for sure. Bills. Did you break a table? It. I did not break a table. No, I, I saw some tables being broke. I saw the ketchup and mustard thing. They are absolutely crazy over there in Bills Mafia. And I'm sure a lot of them had a good time if they put some bets in on BetOnline.net because they have all the latest odds, totals. Player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. It remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. Hockey is back, as we've announced. And 
basketball is around the corner, baseball, the playoffs are real close, some big games every single night, boxing, UFC, golf, whatever your sport is, they got it. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Guys, it's betonline.net where the game starts. All right, Pilsy. So if you didn't hear, hockey is back. We've got Senators training camp camp coming up on Thursday on a session. So we'll restructure these lines as they come out. It's going to be a typing bonanza. Who will break the lines first, Pilsy? What's your handicap on that one? Will it be Bruce Garriock? Will it be Kyle Bukoskis? Will Wayne Scanlon give us a little something to look at? I always love the... The race to who can write out all the lines, especially in training camp. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be one to watch. That there, there's a training camp storyline, Ross. That's yes. huge. Good tease. All right, before we get to storylines, let's get to the decor. I'll go with the top three and then take it from there. Pilsy, Shabbat, Zub, Sanderson, Hamannick. We know that's how it's going to start. DJ Smith has said as much. And then it gets a little bit more interesting. There's two spots for Brandstrom, Holden, and Zaitsev, I know what fans would like, and that's how we've put it here, Brands from Holden, but I know the coach likes 22, so let's uh, let's see how this plays out through training camp as well. All right, Hetherington we have as the other guy in our top eight. Pilsy, what's it going to look like down in Belleville? We got Aspero with Thompson, Larson with Bernard Docker, Hamara with Gannett, Donovan and Bernard, Rubens and Roger, mm. Romeo and Massacop. Had to break up that Romeo and Roger pair, eh? From what you saw yesterday. Yeah, look, I, I I hate I hate to really harp on the guys, but at least four of those goals were when they were on the ice. It was just, it just seemed very easy for the Buffalo Sabers to to get through that duo. And and sure, they're massive, massive guys, but even with that wingspan and uh, the the physicality they can enforce. They weren't really able to to really stop any Buffalo uh, ozone pressure or transitions. So wasn't a big fan of those two together. Yeah, so we'll see what they can do in training camp. Ben Roger, all eyes are going to be on him, man. <laughs> the way they, they kind of stepped up, all confident to take him, trade back, and then be like, all right, we got our guy. Long way to go. All right, in goal, sends are bringing six goalies. Cam Talbot, Anton Forsberg, Mad Sogard, Kevin Mandelazy. Antoine Bebo and Logan Fladell. I actually got to see Logan Fladell's first ever AHL game in Manitoba. He came in in relief on the Saturday night. He's a he's a backwards catcher, but we won't hold it against him. <laughs> he signed to a uh, two-way AHL ECHL deal. So if that name surprises you at the bottom, I think everyone else were expecting to be there. Uh, tell us, you made Mando late for an elevator. What happened there in Buff? Oh yeah, I was. We were uh, we were at the hotel restaurant, the hotel. I think it's a Marriott that's uh, attached to the arena. So all all the executives w- were there and all the players. And uh, yeah, Mando was heading for his elevator, and, and I I saw him. So I was like, oh man, I gotta say hi to Mando. So I quickly went over. I was like, Mando, Mando, and the elevator opened, of course, right when I saw him. And he's like, uh. <laughs> but we had a quick chat. He missed his elevator. Said we'll catch up later, so uh, we we definitely got to get him back on the show there. But hey, we talked to Mando about uh, his fashion and suits. He was looking sharp. I'll just uh, I'll say that a little tire pump for Mando. He was looking good. 
Hey, that interview looked good. Everyone should yes. go check that one out. Uh, maybe undercover, but one of the best interviews we did all summer. Would you say? Oh yeah, he like he just the chemistry with us. I mean, three tendies. three tendies, three tendies shooting I, the breeze. How funny was it in that interview? I I recall so vividly. Like you know how they always joke on Overdrive too, where it's like, yeah, you guys get it, where they talk about Jeff O'Neill and noodles, and then Brian Hayes sitting there like. <laughs> Like they, they clearly exclude him, but he was talking about goaltending. He's like, yeah, you guys get it. It's like, no, we don't have NHL contracts, dude. Bro, <laughs> not, I was a house league all-star to <laughs> put some respect on that. Yeah, yeah, you, you guys get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not really. But hey, good guy, Mando. So we're excited to see him uh, in training camp. New bucket looks great. Would like to see a little bit better goaltending the, the whole weekend long, but the decor certainly didn't help them out. Either For more on the Rookie Tournament, you can head over to Twitter at Send Central. We were live tweeting that yesterday. Um, and final note, our friend Atleem's Martian making it uh, known that Tyler Boucher outscored Uri Slavkovsky, the reigning first overall pick. So for Habs fans, say 10th overall. Well, first overall is uh, not a whole lot better. That's neither here nor there. Pilsy, storyline time after we got some stick taps to give out. Big time. Un- uh, big, big Stick taps. Mm-hmm. Zidane Chara has announced his retirement. So has P.K. Subban and Keith Yandel, but in this market, that doesn't matter nearly as much yeah. as a guy who really grew into his own with the Ottawa Senators. I feel like we've spoken about Chara at length on different occasions, especially during the pandemic when we were really reaching into like the nostalgia factor, but it can't be overstated how incredible this career was. 25 NHL seasons it spanned two lockouts. It spanned like he played on the Islanders twice, 20 years apart. But with the Sens, it was the second longest tenure he spent with one team. I believe it was 299 NHL games. Of course, everyone outside of Ottawa will remember him most in Boston, where he was the captain, where he won Norris's and Stanley Cups. But he really became the player that he was in Ottawa. Well, I'm just thinking now, Ross. Does he now have more games with the Islanders than the Sens? No, because no, 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 no. He tacked on 72 more games. No. I'll be so upset. Yeah, I he, think. He I, was like, you think? He, he played longer uh, with the Islanders than you probably think to start. Like, he, No! Filzy. Yeah, sorry. 303. He played four more games. I'm sorry, Ross, to do that to you, but uh, <laughs> we we are known for being 100% factually correct on this show, so I correct. have to keep that <laughs> keep that streak oh, going. But speaking, we do like to correct things when we realize it. Though yesterday, I said that Parker Kelly was waiver exempt. That was a lot. The lie detector determined. That was a lot. I mean, I backed you up heavy on that, but I, I I don't take myself too seriously. If it, I mean, if you guys have followed my gambling advice, you you know not to take uh, too much of what I say to heart. If you are looking for smart content to make you a better gambler, you came to the wrong place. But if you want to have a couple <laughs>, laughs and vibe with the fellas, this is the place to be. Hey, um, we sorry, wait, wait before we move on from Chara though. Let this sink in, Zidane Chara. Played his first NHL game in the 1997-98 season. That is an insane amount of time. That's so long ago. 1,680 games. My goodness, the miles on this guy is absolutely insane. So I don't care what 
who you're a fan of, I think every single hockey fan has the utmost respect for Zdeno Chara. Well, and how about... Yeah, I, I mean, that's well said. I should just kind of let that let that vibe a little bit. But I always pull up the same photo. I'm going to do it for the last time. For the last time until he's uh, announced. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> until he's announced as a return to the Ottawa Senators. Imagine that. Somebody tweeted at us saying that uh, Redden's still a part of the Sens organization, so Ottawa picked the right guy. Uh, maybe not. But, uh, yeah, so this photo right here, it was from the Sens at your service dinner. Um, but the only thing I really want to point out 2002 and he was already an established NHL or Pilsy this was more than 20 years ago <laughs> more than 20 years ago wow yeah Zidane Char like like the guy is an animal and the, the thing I always uh kind of point towards there's a reason he played up until he's 45 it's not a fluke he, he meticulously keeps track of all of his workout yep. programs he has pencil and notebooks for every single rep he's ever done. I, I forget. I, I wish I could shout out uh, the person that did the article because it was a great article. But they talked to Char during an offseason and he showed them. It's like stacks and stacks and stacks of notebooks and flipping through them. It's like Monday, August 10th, 2003. Yeah, yeah. He's got the reps. These he's reps. The, yeah. This weight. This much time. Like, he, like this guy was a beast for a reason. And uh, like... um. They had Barzell on uh, 32 Thoughts podcast, and he was saying, you cannot outwork Zidane Ochara. Like he, even at age 45, he's the first guy in the gym and the last guy out. Absolute beast. Yeah, sounds like Yager, right? These these uh, Eastern European guys, Czechoslovakians, and I can say that because they were both born before the uh, the, the countries split. That's how uh, how long ago that was. I guess not too, too. I think that was like 35 years ago that they uh, they split. Neither here nor there but uh scott dunlop asking where you are well in that photo imagine we had an old school photo like that at the, at the game that'd be hilarious yeah. uh, we already reminisced on that before now we got to get in to storylines and we're really looking forward to a few things about senators training camp if you missed our segment yesterday about the most overrated storylines i've cut that up and put it as its own youtube video so you can go check that out on demand Whenever you'd like. We'd also like to give a shout out to our newest sponsor on Locked On Senders. And the ad reads begin on October 1st. But we are so excited to welcome Shawarma Palace on the show. I brought up a nostalgic photo there. I also knew I I posted them on Instagram a long time ago. So I scrolled all the way back. My fifth ever post on Instagram was Shawarma Palace saying the best place for Shawarma this side of the Middle East. And nine years later, they're the sponsor of Locked On Sender. So shout out Shawarma Palace, the only yeah. palace for Shawarma this side of the Middle East. Unreal. I'm excited. We're definitely, obviously, we're going there when we both go to Ottawa. I don't think I've been to Ottawa with you and not gone there. So like that, that's the thing. Like This is the perfect first local sponsor for us because... It meshes so well, and uh, the guys at Shawarma Palace—they say they're listeners of the show, so it, yes. it's even better. Like it's just perfect mutual relationship. I love Shawarma Palace, extra garlic sauce. Let's go! We were fired up to bring you Shawarma Palace ad reads. What an incredible sponsor! I just have to—I have to go to uh, before we get to the storylines. Claude Giroux is speaking to the media, and by the way, officially. Official, the Ottawa Senators have announced their leadership group. 
We knew it was Brady Kachuk at captain. We knew that their alternate was Thomas Shabbat, has been for years. We knew it was going to be Giroux, too. Let's <laughs> like, uh, who are we kidding here? Yeah, and to tie it all together, Claude Giroux was just asked about Zdeno Chara's retirement. This is from Bruce Garriock on Twitter. Quote, I'm happy he's retired. Playing against him was really, really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Like, imagine being in front of the net and just having Chara just just doing his thing, just making life difficult for you. Yeah. That's got to get tiring. Oh, man. I mean, just ask Brian McCabe. That ragdoll will live uh, live on for years and yep. years. So, shout out Zdeno Chara, one of the all-time greatest Ottawa Senators. I, I could say, like, if you're making an all-time Ottawa Senators team, He's in. He's cracking that decor. Oh yeah, he, he's in the decor. It's probably him and uh, we probably put him with 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 uh, Reddit. Yeah, Carlson Mathot, and away you go. And that's if you're trying to keep pairs together. But I think even if you're just going best of best on best, he was ridiculous. It sucked. Like the year he left, he won the Norris. <laughs> Whoops. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Right after a quick break, we're going to finish up today's show with a lengthy list of storylines to watch for heading into this Ottawa Senators season. It's all coming up here on the Locked On Senators podcast. All right, you're listening to the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan alongside Brandon Pilzer. Pilsy, Pilzer. I was trying to go Pilsy, Pillar all together. That was Pilsner, awesome. the Pilsner. Pilsner. A couple Pilsners. Hey, if you would like to sponsor the show and you have a brewery, we're looking for a postcast sponsor because that's all coming back. We got the postcast. We've got locked on Atlantic Division crossovers. And this upcoming weekend, the final weekend, episodes nine and 10 of Behind the Blog Lab Brigade. I went on their show. Didn't realize Dorian was going to be on the same show. So my French is on the hot seat, 100%. <laughs> but we're excited to have Lab Brigade, the, the francophone voice of the Ottawa Senators. They're going to be on. And Sens Chirp, the absolute OG. When I thought of this, I thought of Sens Talk, and I thought of Sens Chirp as the two guys we needed to get on this series. So all that's coming up. Pilsy, what is your number one storyline heading into Senators training camp? Yeah, there, there's a couple that I kind of like tossed around. I think for, for me, one that no one's talking about that I'm going to be very intrigued, maybe in in terms of like, magnitude of how much it will affect everything it's not as huge but i am so intrigued to see how the pk units are going to line up here and i kind of went because looking at uh, ottawa center's pk units i've got the stats right here actually so they've lost a lot of their well i shouldn't say a loss but nikita zaitsev was their number two guy with 174 uh shorthanded uh time on ice total and then connor brown was right after him Formanton was fifth, Nick Paul was sixth, and then nine and ten were Josh Brown and Victor Mete. So they've lost a lot of the guys that logged massive PK minutes for them. So I'm very intrigued to see how these uh, units are going to shape out. I did uh, some some mock units here, Ross. Uh, you Whoa. want me to read them out and you can react? Yes. Preparation Pillsy. Look at me go. Uh, so the for the first unit, I got Shane Pinto, Tyler Mott, Nick Holden and Artem Zub. How do we feel about that? I feel good. I feel good. Okay. Second unit, Dylan Gambrell, Austin Watson, Travis Hamannick. And then this was a tough, I I didn't really know where to go with the fourth guy for the second unit, but I went Eric Brandstrom because he is, uh, 
he was a def- the next up defenseman after Holden, if you take out Zaitsev, Brown, and Mete. And look, Branstrom's got to, he's got to find a way to make himself useful. Sounds bad, but he's got to find a way to set himself apart from other defensemen because Lassie Thompson, JBD, those guys are right there. They're waiting. And if he doesn't really make an impact, I don't know what's going to happen here. So I put him on that second power play unit. Let's, let's see if he PK. can really step up. Uh, PK, yes, PK uh, unit. So that's how I got him uh, lined up there. I was going to say PP. I don't have a problem with having Branstrom running the point, even on the first, but we know it'll be the second unit for him. But I, I just don't want him on the PK. I just see him standing in front of the net against another team's version of Brady Kachuk and, and it not going very well with a couple second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth opportunities banging away once the initial shot. Who else shot. do you put there, though? Like I probably go. I probably just put the second pair there. I put Sanderson Hamannick as my yeah, pair. Yeah, okay. I thought about putting Sanderson there, but... Uh... I, I kind of hemmed and hawed, and I was like, you know what? Brand, Brandy's got to find somewhere to fit in, so so I put him there. But I, yeah. I'm definitely willing to to swap those. Yeah, so that that would be my my look, and it leads perfectly into my first storyline. And I'm going to stick with the, a theme here to begin. But my first one is, how comfortable does Jake Sanderson look playing in the NHL right away? That's so important. Yeah. This decor is so thin beyond Shabbat and Zub. It's it's. Very scary when you look at the expectations that Pierre Dorian has kind of set with the moves he made up front. But they need Jake Sanderson to be a top four defenseman right away. And that's a lot to ask for a kid who just turned 20 in July. Like that's that's a big, big uh, shoe to fill. And uh, it's if there's someone to do it, though. Is it not? Is it not Jake Sanderson? He is him. So let's let's see if he can be that. But my eyes are going to be glued to Jake Sanderson for the first week, two weeks, three weeks, basically until he really cements himself as a full-time NHLer. I'm going to be really curious to see how he starts his career. So that's my first storyline. And I'll just go, we'll do it kind of snake draft style because All right. I really need to focus on this battle at training camp. Lassie Thompson versus JBD versus the Vets. Can those two first-round picks push Nick Holden, push Travis Hamnick, push Nikita Zaitsev to be better? We know that the right side of the decor is probably the weakest part of this team, top to bottom. They have two first-round picks. What do you do in the first round? You draft guys who you hope three, four years down the road can be a part of your NHL team. It's go time. It's three and four years since Lassie and, and JBD have been drafted. And they're not even that far apart in age because JBD's a late birthday and, and last season early. I don't care who it is. One of those guys needs to come in and steal a job. If not steal, make it extremely hard for them to be set down. So th- those two, and I don't know whether I'm putting them against each other or against the vets, probably the vets, because I want them to push and elevate the guys who should be in the lineup on opening night. And maybe one of them sneaks in. But but JBD and Lassie, those, those that's a big storyline for me. And again, the decor is is the big question mark. So yep. I decided to pick my first two from that decor. Yeah, that, that's fair. I, I personally think you got to put a bit of an asterisk on their development with the, with the whole COVID. Yep. Um, no, no, I'm not here. So I'm not I, mad at them for yeah. for how long it's take. But like now, now's the time. Yeah, I I see both of them still playing majority of their time in Belleville, unless something really terrible happens like it has happened the last two seasons to start 
if that's how things start off, then yeah, the hot the hot seat starts getting warmer. So then you got to have one of those guys uh, come in and try to try to at least stabilize things if they can which again asking these young kids on defense to stabilize things is a tough task so that's definitely a good storyline there my second storyline we talked about this a little bit but it's going to be the third line for me because Alex Formanton notable player not on the 59 players invited to training camp still without a contract obviously things with the uh, the hockey Canada uh lawsuits uh, are, are still ongoing we don't know anything more than we have the last couple of weeks so that's kind of all we can really say there we'll say we more po- when more comes out we can point people towards the conversation we had with yes, Ari on um, yes. behind the blog because it it discussed that it's less like not to d- diminish it but less the situation in its whole and more the macro of like how to change the culture in general but i thought that was a really good conversation so for more on it We'll point you to that for now because nothing's come out. But yeah, he, he he wasn't on the training camp roster, but you didn't expect him to. Brady Kachuk wasn't listed on the training camp roster last year. He's not under contract from the team. So with him out, though, it certainly makes it a little more interesting. Although Tyler Mott, I'd say, has the inside track. Yeah, and that's what we've already discussed. But I, but I still think, like, we talked about it. Igor Sokolov, Angus Cruikshank, Victor Lodine, like, th- those are prime third line guys there there is an open spot there like are there at least there's a spot to be battled for there I'll, I'll put it that way because yeah like you mentioned before Tyler Mott on the fourth line would be perfectly fine that's kind of his usual role so I wouldn't have a problem with that I think it would be very effective um so that's what I'm going to be looking at is that third line and kind of the the sidebar to that third line which you also already mentioned Shane Pinto He's, he's coming back from missing pretty much an entire year. He was slotted as this team's second-line center for, for two years. He didn't have the opportunity to fully fulfill that due to injury. How can he bounce back? How is he going to mesh with Matthew Joseph and whoever wing, wins out for that uh, third-line left-wing battle? That's where I'm going to be looking at. Yeah, really excited for that. My final training camp storyline to follow, and it might sound simple, but it's going to be oh so fun to watch. How does Tim Stutzla fit with Alex Dabrinkit and Claude Giroux? It's a big change. You're going from two new wingers to guys you've never played with and guys who you probably haven't even seen much of. Like Timmy's played Chicago, what, twice in his career? And both this past season? Yep. I mean, there's video, but getting out there, it's been great that those guys got to Ottawa early enough that, I mean, Giroux's already been here. Good local boy. Um, He's home. He's home. So it's uh, it's going to be great to see how this off-season informal skate sessions have built a layer of chemistry. But we know it's going to take a while. And I'll, I'll be Pillsy preaching patience here and say, if it doesn't work for a game, you don't break them up. I want to see them <laughs> yeah. at least a 10-game sample size together at before least. I do anything crazy. Yeah, and I have a feeling... Anytime you get Alex at Tim Stutzla, and Claude Giroux in uh, the same sentence, good things are going to happen. So, hey, I- the Leafs have looked good on paper for a decade almost, and they haven't done anything. So I'm hoping that this paper translates. I can't believe you even, you even tossed that as a comparison. Get out of here with that. Just get saying. Get out of here. Um, my, my final one, I'm going to go with um, Zach Osapchuk. It's going to be interesting. He was injured. He's not played the 
the back half of the rookie challenge or prospect challenge, I should say. And it's NHL or bust for him. So the Ottawa Senators, they were quick to give him a contract uh, after he was drafted. He had a massive year in the dub. He had a, a really good showing at the World Juniors. And let's see if he can kind of fight and battle to get that nine-game nine sample to get a look here. And it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. It's too bad he can't play in the AHL, but that's going to be... I, I'm not expecting him to crack the NHL roster. Like, like I mentioned, there's other guys that definitely have the inside track. But it'll be interesting to see how they handle Zach Stabchuk moving forward. Yeah, and he's listed as injured from his, uh, I think it was the second game, yeah, against Montreal, left, did not return. Kyle McDonald is also listed as injured. Uh, the invitee, who I thought was pretty solid even yesterday, so I, I, don't know, yep. I don't know when the injury occurred, but a pretty strong four-checker. I want to see him get an entry-level contract. He's a guy who can still go up and down, obviously, and, and I'd like to see that, but the injuries don't stop there. Victor Lodin is also listed as injured. He's a guy who will certainly draw some attention if he's in the lineup. Like his first training camp with Ottawa coming over from Sweden at the end of last season. So we'll be interested to see that. And then Zachary Massacott, uh, no update after he was uh, pretty much knocked out in that fight against uh, who cares what that guy's name is. But we're hoping the best for uh, Massacott. Hopefully uh, he can do all right. Another invitee. So credit to the invitees for putting on a good, good enough show to be invited to Senator's main camp. We're very excited for this season to get started. Um, any other final notes before we go, Pilsy? I think those storylines, we pretty much covered a lot of what fans are thinking. We put out on Twitter at Send Central just a minute ago, who's your number one storyline? What is your number one storyline heading into training camp? Kyle Kachuk writing, um, wondering if there's going to be a move on D. And we touched on that yesterday, funny enough. And we also touched on the goaltending situation as well. Uh, with Formanton, we wait and see. But it will make training camp a little bit more interesting here as we as we go. And Pilsy, hockey's back. Like I'm looking, the Sens are tweeting out photos at the golf tournament. Hockey is officially back. Yep, absolutely. And uh, Ross, one final thing before we wrap up. And as I'm uh, teeing this one, I'll, I'll let you get your Twitter fingers up and we can pull it up. Anton Forsberg, new mask. Ooh. Very interesting. Uh, if, if you could pull that up and share the screen, Ross, so we'll, we'll get it up uh, here for the good people. But, but what f- the first thing I'll say is love, love the gold cage. The gold cage really pops, and uh, he's got some similar uh, some similar notes to his usual mask. He's, he's got the cartoon dog, and he's got his kids on there as well. And I, I think it looks sharp. Like I I like what he's done here, and I, I but I want to see it him wearing it on the ice that's that's the telltale if it's a good helmet or not but so far I, i'd say i approve of the new mask how about you i i like it i want to see it with the uniform just like you said um what do i not love about it i i think the layers it's a lot there's a lot going on like with the the logo at the chin the logo at the top the lines yep. through it then the caricature uh, is it a caricature or just a drawing i guess uh, of his two kids i love the idea of having you know family on there yeah. i need the story behind this dog but yeah. to me my favorite part of this mask the dog's eating a beaver tail and is wearing <laughs> skates so he's out for a rip on the canal like it yes. doesn't get any better than that like i would have almost said because he has the logo at the bottom i would have almost said and like yeah i've got it on one of my buckets back there but if because if he's on the canal the dog then why not have the big peace tower and parliament hill 
right in the background of the top, right? It, yeah. I think it would have played in to the the Ottawa aspect there with the beaver tails and the, and the canal. But I'm just hoping that it's a shiny gold cage. I think it's more likely it's going to be matted. But mm. last year, his cage was like yellow. So th- this is a better color than last year's cage. But I'm still waiting for someone to bring back the Ray Emery, like sparkly gold cage. I think yeah. that's going to be awesome. Shout out Dave Art, Dave Gunnerson, uh, same guy who did Mando's helmet. He did Sogard. Yep. That that's one busy guy. If he's Honestly. doing it all himself, I'm sure he's got uh, a whole team now. But uh, love the math. Great. Glad you brought that up. Hashtag goalie friendly show. Stoked to see Anton Forsberg. I know that yesterday I said my most overrated storyline was like which goalie can grab the number one job. But it is important that they're both playing well. So I hope that they're pushing each other. I just don't yeah. think that there has to be a one, like a one period. There can be a one A one B situation. Yeah, and that's totally fine. I, I also think uh, Cam, Cam Talbot. I don't. I don't know when he spoke to the media. I think it was a couple of days ago. But the the quote that twelve hundred put out is Cam Talbot. Healthy competition is always good. What do you think Bill Guerin thinks when he sees that <laughs> quote? Like, hey, we brought in Flurry for some healthy competition and you got pissed off. Now you're yep. saying healthy competition is good. What's going on there? Obviously, that's kind of like tongue in cheek. But I just thought that's the first thing I thought of seeing that quote. Like, uh, But hey, yeah, the battle between him and uh, Forsberg is going to be a good one. And I think it's such a blessing to have two guys, that two veteran guys, I should add, that you feel confident in. So... Love the Cam Talbot pickup. Very, very well said. Okay, to end off today's show, to bring it full circle to the rookie tournament, after the third game, Trent Mann, Senator's assistant GM, still getting used to saying that. You you know him more as the head scout, but Trent Mann, assistant GM, spoke to the media, and here are the players that he singled out when asked about the weekend. In order, Angus Crookshank went on a great little rant about how how awesome it is to see him healthy and thriving. Then he Wait, before, that- before you move on from Crookshank, and I wanted to add this in later, um, his leadership was very apparent to me. Like I I was, I moved to sit behind the Sens bench because I wanted to get an idea how the bench going and stuff. Crooker was the guy pumping guys up. Crooker was the guy, uh, he, he was pissed off at the refs. He was yelling at the refs a lot. Crooker was the guy that was going to them in their little scrums, trying to get info what's going on. Like, the leadership qualities were 100% there. So just wanted to add in that little uh, bit of info that Crooker as, as a leader, definitely on point. Love that. Trent Mann had pretty much the same sentiment there. Then he pointed out the guy who was wearing the C, Max Gannett, but also said like he's the quiet type. So they almost wanted to yep. put a little pressure on him uh, as the leader of this rookie group to be a little more vocal. So he singled him out as a guy who, uh, who he really liked to see this weekend. Then he continued on afterwards and gave a little stick tap to Philip Dow, Tyler Boucher, and then Jorian Donovan was the last guy. Would that kind of go hand-in-hand hand to what you saw on uh, on Monday? Yeah, I, I, I wasn't overly impressed with uh, Philippe Dow's, but I'll be honest, that my bias, I was really focused on Boucher and Crooker every time they were on the ice, so maybe I just wasn't uh, focused on him. Um, and yeah, Donovan for a kid that young and not really like a big kid for him to be playing up against these players is a big deal for him. Like him, him and Hamara, those are OHL guys. Like they, yeah. they look at, and not to be down on them. Like that's just literally They're 18. Fact. like they are in the OHL and it, and it was very apparent that this was kind of a step up for them and playing up against, uh, bigger, stronger guys faster as well. So I, I thought he played good though. 
Thomas Amara, check. When that photo I pulled up of me and Chara was taken, neither of those kids were born. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. That that just shows you. Like, like Hamara really looked like a young kid out there. But yeah. I thought there was a couple instances, like, where I love Hamara's game is him moving the puck up ice. Like, he's so good eh? in transition. Yeah, so that I was, I was excited to see. Awesome. We're going to continue with more storylines tomorrow. Plus, it's fitness testing day. Number one, stay healthy. No Pajot situations yeah, this year, oh please. God. What a bummer that always is. But the leadership core on this team is set, and now it's time for the fun to begin. Locked on Senders will have you covered five days a week, Monday through Friday, well, seven this week because we got the behind the blog. Stay tuned for our YouTube for exclusive content coming there. As bonus, we've got the Atlantic Division previews, as I mentioned, and a whole lot more. And be a friend tell a friend the subscriber count just continues to grow it really helps us out and makes us even more motivated to continue and get the postcast going back it really does mean a lot and go a long way thank you so much to shawarma palace as well we're excited to partner with them if you have a small business and want to get their name out there shoot us a message you can reach me through our business contact on our youtube page we'd be happy to discuss with you a way to mutually beneficial partnership uh, Pilsy, you already had your last word. Anton Forsberg's bucket, great point to bring up. We'll be back tomorrow with a whole lot more. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.